Welcome to Love Bites. Love Bites. Love Bites. By Dr. Tara, your destination for sexual wellness and mindful relationship advice. Hope you're having an orgasmic day. Female sexual wellness is more than just bubble bath and spa days. This is why I recommend supplements from Giddy Health. Giddy has libido-boosting supplement for women that contains powerful ingredients like ashwagandha and ginseng, which taken over time has shown to improve libido, mood, and sexual functioning. Visit GiddyHealth.com, that's G-I-D-D-Y Health.com, and use code GIDDY10 for 10% off. Supplements are sexy. Hello, my loves. Thank you for tuning in today. Today, we are talking to a dating coach for men. And I'm really excited to hear his perspective on what it's like uh, being a dating coach for men, coaching, you know, men, I I assume like all kinds of ages, but mainly younger men, uh, how to become more confident in dating, in initiating sex and in having sex in general. So I'm really excited to have Trip here. So Trip Kramer is an international dating coach for men. He created this TED system to help shy men confidently attract the women they desire. So uh, his journey, I'm going to ask his journey too. So we'll talk about that later. He is currently uh, a podcaster and he has a popular podcast called uh, How to Talk to Girls in which Yours truly, Dr. Tara, was a guest on. Definitely check it out. And he has a book called Magnetic, which teaches all his secrets on dating and attraction. Hello, Trip. Hello. I'm happy to speak to everybody and I'm happy to be here. Yes. Of course. So let's get started with uh, your journey. Like, how did you become a dating coach for men? So I became a dating coach for men 11 years ago. And I would say about three to four years prior to that, I went through my own personal journey to figure out what women were attracted to and how to attract the women that I wanted. So I would say for most of my life before that, I was typical nice guy, friend zoned a lot, You know, wasn't very attractive to women or at least the ones that I desired. And I always knew that I wanted to have a wife one day, have kids one day, and I just didn't want to settle for anything less than what I really truly desired. But it wasn't until around 2006 that I learned just from the internet and and lots of people posting everything you could think of under the sun about every topic that you could actually learn how to be better at dating and you could learn how to be better at meeting women and even attracting women. So I found a lot of this information online and I started to use some of it and just go through my own journey of going out multiple nights per week and and reading different books on evolutionary psychology and just really cracking down on, okay, what does a woman want? What is she attracted to? Even in terms of what does a man want? What is he attracted to? Just understanding everything regarding social dynamics and putting it into practice for myself specifically. So after I was able to do that and solve a lot of those issues, which I never thought I was able to solve, I never thought I'd be able to to go out and actually attract a woman that I myself found interested. You know, mainly I'd go out and get drunk and not be able to talk to one girl. I wouldn't even have liquid courage to be able to do that. So then it went from that to going out, not 
having to have a sip of alcohol unless I truly wanted the taste of it, but nothing for liquid courage and be able to being able to go up to the women that I wanted to and and go on dates and 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 it's funny I was I wasn't doing any online dating at the time, so I was really just learning everything about how to do this in person with a woman who's in front of me and not doing it through Tinder because that wasn't even around back then. So I ended up getting good at it and I became really passionate about the all the topics and really passionate about helping other guys. I thought, man, I, I solved this. I want to help other guys solve this. So then I started Trip Advice, like I said, 11 years ago, which is a coaching service to help men get to the point where they're dating and meeting the kinds of women that they want. And specifically, a lot of work I do is with shy guys, although it's not just with shy guys, but those tend to be the guys that have the most issues with dating. Interesting. So uh, let's say, you know, shy guys come to you like and ask you, like, what are some like really big mistakes one can do in dating, in early dating or approaching a woman? Like what are the top three like things you really, a huge no-no? Uh, first one is is kind of funny because it's so obvious, but not approaching. So that <laughs> that that's like one of the biggest things is guys will really put a lot of their um, they'll put a lot of focus on the rejection aspect. They psych themselves it. out, right? Yes, completely, completely, and they take it just they take it too seriously. So they psych themselves out, don't allow themselves to go up and talk to a girl because they are deathly afraid of rejection, which. By the way, I totally understand. That was me too. But I try to psych them out of that and get them to the point where they see this more as a process to just get better at communicating and get better at a skill instead of taking it so to heart of, okay, this girl rejected me. So I try to get them through that process. And that is, I'd say that's one of the things you were asking about mistakes, right? So, right. Yeah. A yeah. big no, no. So number one is not approaching and like getting too anxious and in your head about like, Oh my God, I'm going to get rejected. Correct. And yes. honestly, like just from my perspective, like when someone uh, reaches out to me politely, like uh, it's mainly, it's usually pleasant. If it's like politely, if I'm not like uh, sexually or romantically attracted to them, then I would just say like, I either I say I have a boyfriend in which like all girls use all girls use I have a boyfriend. Uh, sometimes I even say I'm married um, and uh, or like, hey, yeah, like thanks for the offer. If someone like, hey, can I buy you a drink? And I'm not interested. I just say thanks for the offer. Uh, I'm, I, I'm in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, what's funny, one of the mistakes that I tell guys that they that they make is actually not being assertive enough. So I tell guys that you still like a lot of guys won't go for what I call the clothes. You know, they won't ask a girl for her number. They won't go for a kiss at the end of the date. They're not being assertive enough. They're too much in their, in their shy mode, too afraid of what might happen. And so I tell them that one of the mistakes that they make is being too passive in conversation and not taking control of the conversation. Like for example, a guy will go up to a girl and he'll talk to her, but you know, he's a little shy and maybe he lets her have the conversation and her takeover. So now she's talking a lot and he's not inserting himself in the conversation. And what happens is because he's not being assertive and he's just letting the woman do all the work, she has no opportunity to get to know him and he can't build any attraction. So he sits there, lets her do all the work in the conversation, and then 
he gets a little surprised when he asks for her number and she says, no, I have a boyfriend, right? It's like, oh, well, you didn't really put yourself out there. So That's it's kind of connected point. to the first one. Yeah, it's an interesting point because I can see how like if you're so quiet on a date or, okay, let's say it's a first date and you're like quiet and, you know, the girl has to kind of fill out the time. Um, it's a very forgettable date. Exactly. Forgettable. Cause they're going to be like, wait, what happened? Yeah. Like even, what was he know. into? What was his yeah, passion? I don't what even really it? know yeah. him. I love, love, love confidence. And I think all people love confidence. And like, I remember the first time when I met my current partner, he was so confident and speaking passionately about uh, what he does, which is he's an oil painter. So it was so attractive when he was speaking confidently about his passion. And I think that's a huge bonus point uh, for uh, guys dating to speak confidently about what they're passionate in. Yeah. Or anything at all. Just, just yeah, being, or anything at all. Speak confidently about anything at all. Just being, just being part of the conversation, and and taking the lead. Women like when men take the lead. It's more attractive, and the guys I work with don't typically do that. It's not, it's not what they're used to. Interesting. So when you say like when you say take the lead, what does that entail? That entails going up and starting the conversation. That entails being part of the conversation. That entails getting their number, setting up the date, picking the spot, going for the kiss, sexually escalating, all the way to asking, you know, who's the one who gets down on one knee and asks for marriage? It's mm -hmm. The guy, right? He's the one who typically does that. So women want men to lead from the very beginning. And those are the examples. I call it, I call it dominance. That's just my, you know, you said earlier, I have this TED system, which stands for tension, entertainment, and dominance. This is my formula for building attraction. And so D stands for dominance. And what it means is it means leading, right? So dominance is synonymous with leading. And I teach guys to be more dominant, which means you need to lead the interaction from the moment you see her all the way to being in a relationship and even leading the relationship. Women like when a man leads the relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's not through like, you know, uh, you know, being toxic and being verbally aggressive, right? No, that's, a, that's aggressive. So I like to say it's about being assertive, not aggressive, which are two different things, right? Aggre so yes, you can say asserting dominance, um, but dominance doesn't have to have a negative connotation to it. Dominance just means taking control. And so when someone's taking control, they're taking the lead. So not being controlling, but taking control and being the one who's steering the ship and making things happen. I do like when uh, my someone that I'm dating is like making a reservation at a restaurant, like pick like, hey, you know, I really want to take you here. And instead of just like, what do you, where do you want to go? I'm like, I don't know, bro. You figure out. <laughs> right. Isn't that interesting? That's a yeah. perfect example. Any reason? I mean, do you know why that's attractive to you? But it is. It is. It's because he demonstrates that he can plan. He demonstrates that he can organize. He demonstrates that he cares. Uh, so, yeah, like in my opinion, it's like, okay, you're putting in the effort. Yeah. So the keyword would be effort because to me, asking me to do it is like not putting in the effort. I would even say 
yeah, effort. And I'll, I'll use another E word is effective. Mm-hmm. Women like a man who's effective. You're like speaking in such a business language, <laughs> but I do. I like effectiveness <laughs> and efficiency. <laughs> effectiveness, efficiency, and effort. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but that's what it is. I'm just trying to, you know, getting it down to, to layman's terms is, is men who are more effective in society tend to be more attractive to women. Gosh, that's true. It is true. It's just how it is. And and it's I find it interesting that the opposite isn't true in terms of attraction. That a man doesn't care as much when a woman is is super affected. It's like it's nice if she is, but it's not what makes him attracted to a woman. There's like the difference there. It's like it's I think that the reason why I'm bringing that up is because it's not just the fact that being effective is an attractive trait across the board. It's specifically to to men that women are attracted to that. And there's all these different theories based in evolutionary psychology of why that exists. Because a man who's more effective can stick around and help raise the children. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like that's, I mean, again, that we're not literally speaking of that in today's terms, but that's what we are wired to be attracted to. These are the mating strategies that we've evolved that have evolved to where they are today. And it's still the same idea. The idea of being an effective man of society who can help raise the children and be around to take care of the children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what a woman cares about, even though she's maybe not thinking that on a conscious level, it's all happening on a primal subconscious level. Yeah. I talk about that quite often is like, you know, I feel like I'm a successful badass bitch. I can take care of myself, but I like being taken care of too. And that's the important part of that, that I want, you know, a lot of men that are dating, especially like in big cities. Uh, so like I'm in Los Angeles, there's, there's a lot of women that are like really getting it in their career. And, and, you know, they are still looking for love. They are still looking for a suitable partner. Um, but I think a lot of times it's like, oh, well, she, she already got everything. So like, I don't see where I can fit into that life. What do you think about that? Well, yeah, it's interesting. I don't doubt that there are some women out there who like to be a, a boss bitch, badass woman, but I bet you that they don't want to be that person in the relationship. Does that ring true for you? You're in a relationship, right? Yeah, definitely not like all the time. So like if there is, you know, one thing that, you know, I take care of. So like, for example, like in the household, like I take care of scheduling people to come clean it. I take care of scheduling rent. I take care of. So like in terms of that, taking care of things, like I take care of that task, like taking care of the household. Uh, But like, totally. but I do want my partner to be, uh, you know, to be a good leader. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I go to work and I come back and I'm, I'm killing it in my career, but I do, when I come back home, I do want, uh, a loving, um, partner who is a good leader, who isn't just like slouching on the couch, like binge watching a bunch of things, eating junk food. And like, you know, I want an effective leader in my household. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And I would, I would think, this is in the more traditional sense, but yeah, you're you're the one who seems to be taking care of the household. So yes, you need some more masculine. One would need masculine traits to do that and be that kind of boss in the household. And on, in more traditional sense, 
maybe the guy's not doing that for the household, but he's providing a lot of the finances for the household. And he's providing that security and, and the money. So he's being effective in that sense where he's providing for the family instead of you're taking care of the household and he's you know, still trying to get a job, for example. Or like you said, lazy on the couch playing video games and he's not providing anything for the family. So yeah. that's where it can, it can, it can be trouble. So when you talk about TED, um, can you talk about that more? Tension, entertainment, and dominance. So this is what builds attraction. But in order to explain that, I got to put it into a little bit more of context. So attraction is part of a bigger formula. And the formula is comfort plus attraction equals compliance. So what that means is when you build attraction, and you build comfort with the woman, then she's going to want to go on a date with you, sleep with you, get in a relationship with you, marry you. That's just compliance. Very businessy term, I know. It uh, is. I'm like, compliance, uh, probably not like the best taste in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess what it means is there, if you're, well, if a guy is leading, and they're complying, that means that they're just saying yes, right? They're saying yes is, is okay. If you build attraction and if you build comfort successfully with the woman and you say, hey, will you go on a date with me? She's going to say, yeah. If you end up sexually escalating with her, she'll say, yes, this is what I want to do. Will you be my girlfriend? She'll say, yes, compliance, whatever you want to call it. But you can't get that. And that can't happen unless you're building attraction and building comfort. So what's comfort? Comfort is safety. So a woman has to feel safe with you. She has to feel comfortable with you. She has to feel trust with you. Women are not like men. They need more physical and emotional safety with a guy. So they need to feel like they can trust this guy and feel like they're not going to be harmed emotionally or physically. So that's comfort. But that's not enough. If you just do comfort... You might end up in Your a friend, friend zone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Very smart. Right. <laughs> and and so you need the attraction piece, which is Ted. So now coming back to Ted, because that's the kind of sub formula for, for this, right? So the formula is tension, entertainment, and dominance. Dominance I already explained. So there's no specific order. Dominance is leading. You have to be a guy who leads. If you don't lead, nothing's going to happen. A woman's not going to be asking you out, getting your number, uh, initiating sex. They, yeah, there's exceptions, but it's just very rare. And also, if she has to do that, she's not going to like. She's not going to like to do that for that long because she wants to be led by the guy. I love that you said that because yeah, like I can do that if I'm if I'm very attracted to someone, I can definitely like initiate and you know kind of like get us into a space where I like want to be, but that's not going to be quote unquote my boyfriend material because he doesn't have the leadership. Right. Yeah, like if you're good looking and I'm attracted to you sexually, like I can have sex with you, but I'm not this is not someone that I feel is like a boyfriend or husband material because you're not a good leader. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We're speaking the same language here, businessy or not. Yeah, I feel like you do. You your language is very businessy, but I'm assuming that like this is easily to understand for a lot of men you work with. Yes, yes. Versus for me, it's like it's a little bit more narrative based. 
Yes. Well, yeah. another difference between men and women. It's yeah, it's definitely more technical. It's more yeah. logical. It is very and, technical. <laughs> and women, I'm oh, sorry, uh, men will understand it better when said in these terms. So what's entertainment? Okay, entertainment. So entertainment is a combination of entertaining yourself and having an entertain entertaining interaction. So you want to be talking about things and you want to be having conversations around that around things that interest you and interest her. So let's say you're talking to a woman on a date or you're doing um or you're approaching her somewhere at a bar and it's really boring it's not going to go anywhere right so you and they need to be entertaining but i want to be very clear because there's a difference i'm not really talking about guys going over to entertain a girl it's about having an entertaining conversation in itself so you as the man need to be having a good time in the conversation and your energy and your body language and the way you're saying things are all going to be communicating that and what's cool is there's something called the law of state transfer so what that means is when you're in an whatever state you happen to be in you can actually transfer that over to somebody so i'll give an example not to sound so woo here so you can understand how this works is you ever walk into a room and your friend is really sad, maybe really upset, you're going to start to feel a little sad and upset, right? You're a human that empathizes. Mm -hmm. Or you walk into a party and everyone's having a good time. And all of a sudden you're just like, oh, this is fun. And you feel good, right? So it's the state of the, the environment that you're in can transfer over to you. So if you're in an excited, energetic, fun state with a woman, you can transfer that over to her. Well, let's say the opposite. You go over there, you're super shy, you're timid, you're talking like this, like really softly. And, and so she's going to feel uncomfortable, probably. She's going to pick up some of that anxiety from you. Mm-hmm. It's not going to feel good. This is no longer a very fun conversation anymore. So you want to go in being excited, talking about the things that you want to talk about. And then I also have something that is, it's called Chick Crack, Topics of Conversations That Women Love. And I can <laughs> I can give Ooh. it to guys. Share, share some. I'm interested okay, to will. hear if I'm interested or not. <laughs> Guarantee you will be. Guarantee <laughs> okay. it. So it's called chick crack. It's just a funny little term. It's like just topics <laughs> of conversation that women just love to talk about. By the way, it is. A, I have a little video for free for guys that they can get it. If you go to tripadvice.com slash chick dash crack, you'll get this 10 minute video. And uh, so, okay. So topics that women like to talk about. One is astrology. Oh my God. I hate that you're right. <laughs> I was going to say, nah, not interested in that. I love astrology. Of course you do. Most <laughs> women do. And, and, and that's, uh, I'm a Virgo. What are you? I'm an Aries. Of course you are. Why do you say that? <laughs> you exhibit a lot of Aries energy. Interesting. See, <laughs> see, look, we're already talking about having a good time. Uh, awesome. Wow. Okay. Now I'm interested. What's next? Another one is, is talking about hypothetical situations. Ooh, like what? So anything. Like you could say to her and say, would you ever date a homeless guy? That's a, <laughs> that's a hypothetical situation or question. Wow. That, this works, man. Interesting, I'm a, right? I'm, like, oh. I'm very interested. Now, okay, share one more. Okay, one more would be anything related to dating and relationships. So I guess I kind of hit 
two with one, two birds with one stone, uh, two birds with one stone on that last one. It was also about relationships, but anything about dating relationships, you can ask their advice on something or not advice, but like their opinion on something, anything related to, you know, you can talk about your brother or sister who was in a relationship and you talk about a, an aspect of that, or, a, or it can be a hypothetical situation, anything regarding dating relationships, courtship, that whole process. Women really enjoy talking about that. So again, to kind of zoom out here, what are we talking about? We're talking about entertainment, part of the attraction system. And so it's about talking on topics that make the conversation interesting. And what happens when they're interesting? You spike emotions. What happens when you spike emotions? You start to trigger attraction. Mm -hmm. Women start to feel really interested in the conversation and attracted to the person who's having it. So that is, but it's, again, that's only one aspect. It's not like you can just go over there and start talking about that. Oh, she's going to like you. You know, of course, this isn't foolproof. It's not going to work with every single person. You can't just learn this formula and just be like, well, that's it. I've got love potion number nine. Every woman's going to love me. (laughs) But what it does is it increases your chances an, uh, an extraordinary amount based on wherever you were before. So if you're a guy that was not doing anything or having really boring, lame conversations with women, not leading and not building tension, that's the next part of of the TED system. If you were a guy who was not doing that, you probably weren't getting too far with women, probably being friend-zoned by women. You You weren't putting yourself out there enough. So it's really about putting yourself out there enough and doing enough dates and enough in-person conversations to then put yourself in the best light by using TED and of course, by building comfort too. Yes. Okay. So what's T? Tension? T is tension synonymous with like sexual tension. Yeah. Sexual energy. But it's not even necessarily sexual tension, but I say that because I think when I say that people can kind of pick up on, oh, I I kind of understand that. Like the tension between a man and a woman. Uh-huh. And so flirting does a really good job of that. And and also eye contact does a really good job of that. Being a challenge to a woman is is a way to do that too. Kind of showing her that you're you're not that easy to get, that you're not going to be just impressed by anything, that you have standards, that you won't just be with any woman. So, you know, letting them know like, yeah, I, I really like girls who uh, are creative and like to paint. I'm just making that up right now because I'm seeing paintings behind you. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, if you say that to a woman, you're communicating to her. Well, one, that's the kind of woman you like, and two, that you're not going to just be with any woman, and you're not desperate, and you have standards. Therefore, you probably have options with women, and women really like to know that you have options. They become more attracted to a man when they know that women like that man. It's like the women have been able to do all the work for them to let them know, oh, this guy is an attractive guy. So when it comes to attraction with men, it, and or I should say attraction with women and how they feel attracted, it's all about the context. It's more about context of the situation and the behaviors of a man. So for example, Guy can walk down the street, see an attractive woman, and pretty much make his mind up right there. And then I would sleep with that woman almost almost instantaneously. 
Uh-huh. A woman, she might do that. She might go, oh, I would have sex with that guy. But she literally wouldn't. Like, mm-hmm. if that guy who she just saw, and she's like, oh, I'd sleep with him, came up to her and said, let's have sex, she'd say no. Right. In the guy's case, if he saw a pretty girl <laughs> and she came over and said, let's have sex, assuming, right, he's feeling this isn't a scam or something, uh-huh. <laughs> he would say yes. Uh-huh. Most of the time, most of the time. That's an interesting difference right there. And the reason is, is because women need more context. Mm-hmm. Context, meaning they need to know more about the situation and feel this out. Who yeah. is this guy? Do I feel safe? Yeah. Like comfort? Safe. Safe. Do I, yeah. Can I feel, is this guy, does he exhibit the qualities and behaviors of a man I can be attracted to? Mm-hmm. So it's not instantaneous. It's, it takes a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the formula for attraction. That's interesting when you said what you talked about when you talked about tension, because like there is, you know, there's uh, a lot of men out there and people that are in college, right? Like my students, like they're in college, you're always interacting with all kinds of people like in a classroom in like a, a cafeteria. And those that kind of stand out are typically those that kind ex- that exhibit a certain type of energy. And that's what I have observed. And my students would go like, like, oh my gosh, Kai is so hot, right? Like they will come up to me because I teach sex and relationships. So they will come up to me after class, like Kai is so hot. And I'm like, really? Like, I don't see it that way as my student, but like, really? Like, why do you say that? Oh, you know, I don't know. Like, he's just like, he's so confident. Like we love his hair. Like, he's just, uh, he's hot. So like I, I imagine that that he exhibits some type of like energy and like he creates tension when he talks to people. Uh, he's also really good at eye contact. I think eye contact is really important. I remember just like being in my twenties and dating, and I would meet guys who are not good at eye contact. It seems uh, like a untrustworthy person. Yeah, if you're not looking at me while you talk. Like, where are you looking at? <laughs> And you just can't make a connection with somebody. No, you can. It's just hard to make a connection with someone. And when someone's not looking at you, they feel look. If you're talking to someone and they're not looking at you, you feel like they're shady, or you mm-hmm. feel they're not really there with you. Mm-hmm. They're 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 somewhere else. So when you talk about like teaching. Uh, coaching a guy into, you know, escalating the relationship, setting up dates, uh, making good conversations, being a gentleman and like asserting um, leadership. And then when it comes to escalating, like sexual escalation, right? Like obviously uh, going for a kiss, do you coach them, you know, just say like, Hey, I'm so attracted to you. Can I kiss you? So what I do is there's a few different ways you can do it. One you can just go for the kiss by creating a silence. So you can create a little bit of a silence at the end of a date because what happens is two people don't end up kissing because they're talking so much. So you have to kind of quiet down and then eventually they'll stop talking and then you go for the kiss. Or you can say, or if you're stop talking, but she won't stop talking, you can say, hold on one second. And then go for a kiss. You can also, if you would like to, get consent and say, how about a kiss? And say something like that. Um, But yeah, any of those ways usually work pretty well. And the woman will reciprocate if she feels 
she will comply, right? Compliance. If she feels safe with you, comfortable with you and attracted to you. But I tell the guys like, you got to go for it. There's unfortunately, it is a really hard thing to do for shy guys. It was hard for me for many years going for the kiss. It was like, oh, that's the, that's the main barrier right there. Like we're really breaking the barrier between friends and not friends, you know, or two humans just talking and two humans actually having a sexual connection. And so sometimes I tell the guys, there's no perfect formula. You just got to go for it. Like find the moment and just go for it within hopefully the context of a date doesn't really work if you're in the friend zone. Mm -hmm. I love to encourage all the guys out there and uh, all the guys, my love bites community that are listening. Uh, when you, when the woman is attracted to you, she feels safe. She feels like you're attractive and she likes you. Uh, if you just go, I'm attracted to you. Can I kiss you? Uh, that's really hot. I think that's really hot. I did soundboard with my students and my friends. We think that's really hot because the guys already, like we're already attracted to this person. When you say like, I'm attracted to you. Like, can we kiss? Can I kiss you? Uh, I think it's really hot. What if you even just took that out? What if you just looked him dead in the eye and you said to the girl, you're not, you, know, you create a silence and you say, can I kiss you right now? Silence and, boom. and can I kiss you right now is really hot. That could, that could work too. Yeah. I, but yeah. No, that, I like that. That's great. Yeah, I think uh, nowadays, it, like especially research show like millennials and Gen Zs really like verbal communication when it comes to initiating sex because they're taught in school now, like, you know, get a, like get enthusiastic. Yes. Right. So like the consent part, like, yeah, consent is like to a lot of people, they still feel like it's awkward. But that moment of silence and then like, can I kiss you right now is really hot. Cool. I like it. Yeah, I think that's really hot. Uh, so if, because like, if the girl wasn't feeling safe and is not attracted, like, even if you go for it, like there will be rejection. It would be like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, uh, yeah, like uh, I'm not there. Right. And I feel like it might feel hurtful um, for, for both people. Uh, but if you're like silence and then can I kiss you right now? Uh, if she's attracted to you. It's going to happen. Totally. Uh, awesome. So like, what do you say to guys that are shy, that are passive in bed? So guys who are, are shy in bed, usually that translates to having erectile dysfunction or potentially uh, premature ejaculation. Mm -hmm. So I don't focus too much on that because a lot of the guys I work with are not necessarily at that point. But I do get a lot of guys to the point where they are finally successfully having sex with women, going on dates and, and getting into relationships where that's going to happen. And so I just give like a few tips there. Uh, but first of all, I try to let them know it's like, listen, women want you to take the lead. So when you're sexually escalating, you need to take the lead. And then I do teach them about consent. It's like, okay, well, you do have to get consent. And I let them know that that's still actually very attractive to a woman. People think it's going to kill the mood and it really doesn't. I think it creates actually a even stronger mood because it's hot. It actually, it is. It makes the, it makes the guy look less desperate because guys who don't do that. And this is not across the board, but I'm just saying a guy who doesn't do that. Maybe it seems like they're too scared that they might get rejected. So they just go for it. So they just don't even feel confident that they would get a yes. So they don't even ask. Mm -hmm. So I tell guys, you know, you know, get consent. And, and 
when you're in that process, just slow down. You do not need to rush the process. And I feel like that is, I hope, a weight that's lifted off of guys' shoulders of, you know, you don't have to do this crazy performance. It doesn't have to be this insane feat and you can go as slow as you want. And in fact, the slower, the better, because it actually builds more attention, Mm -hmm. which women get more turned on by. And, and when you go slow, you build that tension. So you can just kind of breathe and take your time. And then that can allow you to be relaxed. And when you're more relaxed, it can help with erectile dysfunction and sometimes the premature ejaculation. So that's one of the big tips that I give is just going slow, taking your time, lots of foreplay that helps to, to create the tension, but also just go slow and, and not feeling like you're having to be rushed or on the spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so true because like that, I imagine the frantic sex mode in like teenagers it's not necessarily translated into like a passionate, beautiful, like amazing orgasmic moment. That frantic sex, like teenager uh, sexual encounter, it's it seems fun, but it doesn't usually translate into an orgasmic sexual encounter. The it's probably slow, because they're new, right? It's like yeah, when you're yeah, new, you don't know what's going on. You don't. You know, you don't have any experience with it, so you're probably not doing it in the ways that you know how it should be done. Or maybe you, you know, these days it's so easy to access pornography that mm-hmm. you could be getting your lessons from the wrong people. Exactly, and oh my gosh, yeah, when you see porn, they just like open the door and they go like bam, 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 and it's like that's not what uh, an orgasmic sexual encounter looked like. Exactly. Okay, I'd like you to ask for, I would like to ask you for one last tip okay. from Trip. Uh, what, uh, what is your tip on um, for shy guys, like in that like sexual escalation, like what would be the number one kind of blanket advice for all like more passive men um, to create like this sexual confidence? I have a couple. One. So one thing you can do is remember I said earlier, the law of state transfer, if you're having a good time, they'll have a good time. Mm. So do the things that you want to do again with consent, of course, because I know that can go to, that -hmm. can go anywhere, but do the things that you like to do and the positions that you like to do and all those things, do the things that you enjoy and take the lead in the bedroom. Because if you're having a good time, She'll have a good time. If she sees mm-hmm. that you're loving it and having fun and and really into it, she's going to be into it. So that's one that's one thing. Another thing you could do is when you're with her, and this might not happen on the first time, although it totally can, is you can ask her if whatever you're doing feels good. Mm-hmm. So you're just, one, it shows that you're paying attention to her and that she is enjoying the experience, but two, she'll just tell you, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, hopefully maybe she'll be a little, that's why on the first time um, they might just say yes. Cause the woman just feels nervous to give like right. instant feedback, but it could, it's a good habit of just asking like, does this feel good? Does this feel good for you? So then you know what to do to make her feel good. And if you're making her feel good, I know that the guy is going to feel good. Mm-hmm. One of my top my top viewed videos on my entire YouTube channel 
boasting over 10 million views is a video called how to make a girl squirt. And I think that's, <laughs> that's really interesting because I have a channel that's for guys. So that making going through that process with a woman that doesn't really do anything for the guy orgasmically. So why are they searching that? Well, clearly guys want to know how to give women a pleasurable experience because it does make them have a good time in it, even though it's not necessarily uh, from an orgasm, but it is making them have a good time. So I love that. Uh, that's your most viewed video. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's like 9 million of those are just women who are just trying to show their guys, but probably not. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, did you have another one or did you finish with the... That was it. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I'd like to move forward into my last segment of this show, which is 10 quickies with Dr. Tara. I'm going to give you one word and then you just give me a response back. How do you feel about that? It sounds like the Warshak test. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Let's do it. Okay. Trip number one. Sloppy kisses. Gross. Number two, BDSM. Different. Number three, saying I love you on the first date. Needy. Number four, prolonged eye contact. Tension. Number five, polyamorous relationship. Difficult. Number six, threesomes. Fantasy. Number seven, foreplay. Necessary. Number eight, butt plug. Ouch. <laughs> Number nine, uh, sexual desire. Important. And last but not least, number 10. And wow, this was a coincidence, but number 10, squirting. <laughs> 10 million. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go watch it now. <laughs> well, thank you so much uh, for today's trip. Where can people find you? You can find me if you're listening to this on, on a podcast. My podcast is called How to Talk to Girls. And I had, uh, you were a guest on it. And you can check that out. I'm on all the different podcast uh, platforms. And if there's so many different places, so I'm trying to get this right. So that's for the podcast. If you're watching, is this going to be on YouTube as well? No, but I'll put all the links in the show notes. Okay. So then I would just go to tripadvice.com because there is all my links. So you can get the link to the podcast, but you can also get the link to my YouTube channel or my Instagram and everything is TripAdvice except for the podcast. Podcast is called How to Talk to Girls and everything else is under TripAdvice and you can go there and learn more about coaching or you can grab my book or just follow me on social. All right. Thank you so much, Trip. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Dr. Tara. Of course. And hello, my loves. Thanks so much for listening to this episode until the very end. Before you go, I'd like to just remind you uh, what Trip just shared, I feel, applies to all of you that are in a relationship as well. Tension, excitement, or entertainment, uh, dominance, right? So like tension, which is like creating this like sexual energy in which a lot of you that are in a relationship perhaps are a little bit like losing it a little bit. And then entertainment. Remember, having a stimulating, engaging conversation is always good in a relationship and dominance. Like we do need, uh, uh, you know, to see some exhibited like leadership behavior. So if you're really passive, if you're not putting in any effort to leading in a relationship, it could seem like you're, you know, not, uh, being very interested in a relationship or that you don't put in the effort. So, uh, 
I would say that even though the episode was more towards like guys that are dating, I do think that this works for all of you that are in a relationship as well. Other than that, well, per usual, have an orgasmic day. I'm all about being sexual and in the moment. This is why I orgasmically recommend the Pulse Warming System. Pulse dispenses warm lube with just a swipe of your hand so you can get right back into action which my partner and I love. So toss that sticky lube bottle and get the pulse warming system and have an orgasmic play. Thanks for listening. This was, this was Love, Bites. Love Bites by Dr. Tara. Follow Dr. Tara on social media at lovebites.co. Have an orgasmic day.